listening to Life Chat, a podcast produced by Illinois Right to Life. My name is Savannah Dudzik, and I am the communications assistant here at Illinois Right to Life. Today, I am here with Jess Neath from Democrats for Life. Jess, could you start by introducing yourself and sharing just a little bit about you? Yes. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Jess Neath, and as Savannah just said, I currently work as the National Communications Director for Democrats for Life. Um, at Dems for Life, I join my incredible team as well as our incredible volunteers in magnifying uh, a whole life message from womb to tomb. And our goal is to magnify a more pro-life voice in the Democratic Party. About it, about what you do in particular, and just a little bit about um, Democrats for Life. So before we go into that, I want to learn a little bit more about you, Jess. So why are you pro-life? Like what started, what started your journey in becoming pro-life and why are you so passionate about it that you spend your entire life um, doing pro-life work? Yes, my pro-life journey actually begins in March of 1996 when I was adopted as a little infant because of the country's one-child policy. Um, I don't know who my real parents are, but I always say if I could meet them today, I would just want to hug them and say thank you. I am not sure why, I'm, why I am here today, but I am. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful. And um, I was actually adopted and raised by a single mom. And that really emboldens and empowers my conviction for um, not only preborn children, but for women. Seeing my mom be a single mom was extremely just empowering and it's being pro-baby and pro-woman. Wow, no, that's so beautiful. No, I know that some people sometimes say that, you know, living in a single parent home is is not good. Um, that's like, they use that as a justification for abortion even sometimes. Mm-hmm. And obviously you've had, you've had a complete opposite experience. You think that it was so great, that it was so empowering that you want to speak up for this and that you want to show the world that, yes, you can be a single parent and raise a wonderful child. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you came out pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. So throughout your life, what, um, what, were the pinnacles, I guess, where you realized, oh, this is, this is what I need to do in the pro-life movement. Like, when did you start actually actively participating? Yes. Um, it's very, very interesting because, um, growing up, I was in just a little bubble and I didn't really know much about the world's issues or the world's problems. Um, But when I was in public school, I remember we received sex ed as young as middle school. And um, that was pretty alarming looking back in hindsight of um, already just learning at a very young age and a very critical age. Um, And I didn't really think much of it because it was the first time I was exposed. So I didn't really have anything to compare it to. Um, But when um, I was done middle school, I actually attended a Catholic high school. And I didn't grow up with any kind of religious background. Um, But when I was a freshman at my Catholic high school, I really started to learn about the inherent dignity 
and value of every single person. And it just sparked, it ignited a flame inside of me. Uh, I thought about my adoption. I just thought about how much, how much our culture is pro-death, is pro-death. And um, I actually had never heard of the word of abortion before. And you were in high um, school and you never heard of the word abortion before. Right, right. But I, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. Stuff. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. but they didn't talk about that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm relieved that they didn't because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think they would have been allowed to. Um, well, that's but, mm-hmm, I remember anyway, I heard we were praying about abortion and not only did I not know how to pray, I, I didn't know what abortion was. So I remember I went back home and I Googled it and I was very disturbed. I, I was very disturbed and I didn't have any moral grounds. I didn't, I'd never heard of this. And my gut reaction, my instant reaction was telling me, this is horrible. This, how, how is this allowed? This is, this is just extremely awful. And that's what tells me that um, our culture deep down cannot support this or cannot condone it. If a young 15-year-old's first reaction, first natural reaction is, why are we doing this? Then that, like, it just tugs at my heart that this is something that just internally, I feel like we as people just, it's just a battle. Wow. Well, that's, no, that's beautiful. I mean, that, that just says so much that your first, that your initial reaction was just of horror at 15. And so once, once you realized this, did you immediately think, oh, I need to do what I can to stop this? Or did it take kind of a while until you realized that there was something that you could do? I honestly just had that instant spark. And, um, I, my faith formed a huge part of it, but now that I've matured this, I was a freshman in 2010. Um, and I got involved in my school's respect life club, um, which stands up for the life and dignity of a person, especially through, you know, the injustice of abortion and euthanasia. We also really want to send, we also devote a lot of service to the elderly So people that are just really, um, who need that extra support and extra love and that whose dignity is at risk, who society does not seem to value. Um, so I instantly had an awakening, um, and my faith really formed a huge part of that. But now that I've gotten older and matured, I've now realized that anybody can be pro-life. It is not just a religious issue. Um, at Dems for Life, we work with a lot of secular pro-life orgs. Um, and it's great. I love Dems for Life because we're not only should abortion not be standing up for the pre-born children and women and promoting a pro-life message, it should not be political either. So um, no, we, it's not only you know, a Republican issue. We need Democrats standing up for life. We need anybody standing up for life, regardless of their religious or political backgrounds. Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I want to get a little bit more into that in a second. I want to get a little bit more into the work you do and why you're so passionate about being a part of this particular group. 
But first, to our listeners, I want to tell you about our Illinois Right to Life banquet coming up. So on April 29th, Illinois Right to Life will be hosting our 53rd annual Leaders for Life banquet. Dennis Prager, co-founder of PragerU, will be joining us as the keynote speaker. We are so excited to see all of you there. If you are interested in supporting this event or placing an ad in the program book, find more information here at IllinoisRightToLife.org slash banquet, or you can call our office at 312-422-9300. We hope to see you at our Leaders for Life banquet with Dennis Prager of PragerU on Friday, April 29th at the Carlisle in Lombard. So now, Jess, let's get a little bit more into your work. So before you worked at Democrats for Life, you worked as a pregnancy counselor and graphic designer for Let Them Live. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And I also do um, crisis pregnancy counseling with Let Them Live on the side. So maybe could you give us a little explanation of how your work there helped you and um, what you thought was really good about that organization and how it sparked your work with Democrats for Life? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting, too, because my team really values my pregnancy counseling experience from Let Them Live, um, and they go hand in hand. And as I write different press releases, I'm often talking about my experience with Let Them Live, especially the counseling aspect. Um, Let Them Live, um, I they go by a statistic that inspired the founders to create this nonprofit that 75% of women, according to Guttmacher Institute, feel like they have no other options but abortion because of financial stress and financial burdens. That's a really alarming statistic. 75% of women feel, seek abortion for those reasons. And so at Let Them Live, we, we, filled, we filled that gap. And Savannah and I directly supported these women in crisis pregnancies who felt like they could not keep their baby because they couldn't keep up with their bills. And that was such a wonderful experience and really eye-opening to walk with these women through the nine months of their pregnancy or even a few months postpartum and really understanding and really just being with them through thick and thin and providing that financial support for them so they felt confident and empowered to choose life. To, to carry and raise their children. Um, and it was, it's just such a beautiful experience. And I just wrote in a press release this morning um, about this New Jersey bill. It, they proposed their, like their most radical abortion bill in the state. Um, and um, so I spoke and I, and I even quoted and I said, if people had the experience of directly walking with women through crisis pregnancies, they would realize that women want real choice and real support. And a main reason why many of them feel like they can't keep their baby are economic challenges. And um, that's where Dems for Life comes in. We not only want abortion and Roe to be overturned, which are really, really critical steps, but we also need to understand that even if Roe is overturned, there will still be women in crisis pregnancies who need help, real help and real support. And that's why I love Dems for Life and felt really called to um, 
work there is enacting and inspiring legislators to um, promote and create pro-life legislation. Not even just pro-life legislation, but whole life legislation that will help mothers and parents, men too, and fathers and their babies throughout life. So um, kind of meeting um, where let them live left after, you know, a few months after the baby's born. So um, Dems for Life really advocates for paid maternity leave, but also paid paternity leave. Fathers need the support too. Um, and at Let Them Live, um, we often worked with a lot of other nonprofits to maximize our resources. So we worked with a lot of pregnancy centers, but we also, you know, researched a lot of social programs. And that's where we realized, wow, there's still so much support and there's so much work to be done. And so I, that's why Dems for Life is so important to me to really inspire these lawmakers and to urge them. We need, we need whole life legislation. Honestly, yeah, Jess, it's so cool to hear your perspective on how, um, you know, talking to these women and, cause you did this for a long time too, right? More than a year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. just about a year. Yeah, crisis pregnancy counseling, talking to women, and then how that transfers to your role as um, the head of communications. It's just, it's so cool because I'm also the communications assistant at Illinois Right to Life, and I do crisis pregnancy counseling, and I 100% agree. It's so important that we help these women, you know, in the way that Let Them Live does, which is um, financially and through talking to them, but then also um, encourage legislation, you know, encourage good legislation because without good legislation, there's only so much we can do. So no, I think that, I think that's amazing. And yeah, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more on about your opinions in where the pro-life movement is going this year, what we need to accomplish, all that exciting stuff. So Jess, let's talk about this year. So everybody is so excited about, about so many different things this year. We were excited last year, especially the last six months of last year. I think a lot happened. But this year, what is Democrats for Life most excited about? Or what are, what are some of you guys' goals? Our huge goal is um, actually magnifying a more whole life message. Um, this past year was really heavy and chaotic with abortion. And it's a very, very important battle. Um, attempts for life, we just want to take it a step further and talk about other issues that affect human life and human dignity. So making sure there's just a lot more of a balanced approach. But in the aspect of um, abortion, we know that this is just the beginning. The battle does not end with Roe being overturned if it is overturned. Um, we know that there's a lot of work to be done in um, enacting legislation that will support women and parents and their children throughout life. Yeah, no, that's very important. And just let me ask you a question that I'm sure you guys get all the time. And that's the question of how can Democrats be pro-life? Mm. Like, can Democrats actually be pro-life? <laughs> we... <laughs> I mean, we obviously, obviously you can, but 
we get this question more oftentimes than not. And so it's a very normal question. It's a very, you know, fair question, (laughs) especially, you know, and I am still learning to craft my perfect response, but just through my short time there and just before when I was thinking about working for the organization is there are 21 million pro-life Democrats, 21 million pro-life Democrats. So we're not alone. And if anyone's listening to this, who tends to be more left-leaning, I am here to tell you that you are not alone. Um, And um, yeah, so there are 21 million pro-life Democrats. And unfortunately, more often times than not, we feel shut out. We feel like that we do not have a voice and um, that we are shunned, that it is a stigma to be a pro-life and a Democrat. Um, And we want to look beyond that and say, Hey, you know, we are, we are, we, we consider Democrats consider themselves to be the big tent party and to be inclusive and welcoming of everybody. And so there is room for the 21 million pro-life Democrats. Science tells us science is pro-life, you know, 96% of biologists agree that life begins at conception, conception. And science tells us this. Yes. (laughs) I, I love what you guys are doing. And I have to be honest, I didn't actually follow um, Dems for Life on my personal social media before, but I started following them. I learned more about them from you. And I'm loving what I'm seeing. And it is just so important. It's like we need to have we need to have people from every side standing up for the pro-life movement in yeah. all in all the different ways possible. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I also have to ask myself, why is, you know, a pre-born child's life a political issue anyway? It all comes down to that. And that approach of this shouldn't even be up for political debate anyway, (laughs) when we really think about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I love, I just love the work you do, Jess, and I love I love your inspiration to so many people. Jess is such an inspiration to everybody who knows her. So Democrats for Life is definitely lucky to have you. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we end? Anything you'd like to close with? (laughs) I think that's it. You think that's it? Okay, perfect. Well, Jess, thank you so much for joining Live Chat. Speaking for myself and the rest of the team at Illinois Right to Life, we want to thank you for all you've done to pave the way for us to continue the work to protect life. And to our listeners and supporters, if you enjoyed today's conversation, please visit our website, IllinoisRightToLife.org, and consider donating to support this podcast and the other work we do to protect life. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time.